The final frontier begins. This is about saving the future of humanity. This is a huge victory for the good guys. You've never seen Voyager. Commitment to this course of action is not emotional. Scotty, beam us up. Welcome to another episode of Beam Me Up, a Star Trek podcast. I am Brent Allen, your host, and I have seen every episode of Star Trek multiple times. And I'm Matt Sonnenberg, and this is my first time through the series. And this is the show for anyone who has ever felt overwhelmed at the prospect of watching Star Trek for the very first time. We are watching only the episodes that are essential to understanding the messages, the lore, and the cultural significance and impact of Star Trek. Damak and Jalad at Tanagra. Matt on Tails, Brent on Pewtercast, Matt and Brent on Beam Me Up, Darmak and Jalad on the Ocean, listeners on the internet, Beam Me Up on Patreon, Darmak and Jalad on the Ocean. I understood every single word about that. I don't, I don't know about you guys out there. That was, I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, today is the second episode of season five of the next generation titled Darmok, or as I like to call it the way the Gorn episode should have gone. <laughs> now, if you don't remember this episode, or maybe you didn't watch it. And if you've ever watched it before in your life, I don't know how you don't remember this episode. This is the one where Picard is trapped with an alien captain and they have to fight through their inability to communicate in order to, you know, not die. Matt, before we get mm-hmm. into the recap of the episode, I'll give you a chance, man. You've watched Darmok. This is this for me ranks as one of those episodes that I am excited to talk about. I was excited for you to get to watch. What are your thoughts? You you watched it for the very first time. Where are you on this episode? I'm not even entirely sure where I am right now. It's I don't have a lot of notes on this episode, which okay. is weird, or right. at least relatively fewer notes than I usually take on an episode. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like I liked it. And so I'm not sure if if those are connected at all. If me taking more notes is a good thing or if it was I was so invested in the episode that I didn't take notes or I I, I don't know what you want to read into that, but mm-hmm. it, it it's going to be an interesting talk because I want to see where, where you fall on this. Actually, <laughs> I will, I will tell you this. I am for my own sake, maybe my own heart. I'm going to choose the latter. You were so invested in this episode. You just couldn't stop to take notes because it was there. And this is one of those episodes, Matt, for me, every time I watch it, by the time I get to the end of it, I'm like, no, wait a minute. We're only halfway through this episode. Like this episode <laughs> flies by yeah, and, yeah. and I, I particularly love, love this episode. So if you didn't have a whole lot of notes, that's okay. I'm going to tell you one. Thing. Yeah. I will let you talk about whatever you want to talk about as we go through this episode. Okay. But I promise you, if you get into the idea of like, there's no la- way this language thing could actually work work and and you know a species could actually become a spacefaring civilization and actually be a match or maybe even more dominant than what the federation actually has because of the way this language thing works i'm just going to ignore that because the rest of this this episode is just so beautiful and i like i don't care i that's a willing suspension of disbelief like i don't know how it happened i'm just gonna say it happened but i I will tell you right now, uh, I don't think that's a place I'm going with it. Great. Cause I've heard lots of people go there and I'm like, just shut up and enjoy. like, this is one of those, like, <laughs> like you're I, I, missing I, the point of the episode. If that's what you're getting hung up on. I, I definitely have some, some comments ab- uh, about the language. And that's fine because it's but, a great language. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Great, great. Well, Matt, uh, before we get into that, uh, mm. we have our character actor spotlight. Sure. And I've got two people that I want to highlight today. The first one is Paul Winfield, who plays the Temerian captain, Dathan. Sure. By the way, we don't even find out his name till like the last 30 seconds of the episode. Exactly. I I, I was sitting there during the entire episode. I'm like, I because in, in my notes, I'm always like the other captain, the mm. other captain. Right. And I'm like, um, are, are we going to get a name or is he just going to be like, uh-huh. who knows? And I, I got to tell you, for me, for like whenever I think of his name and I haven't watched this episode in a little bit, mm-hmm. his name is Darmok to me. <laughs> but it's sure. not. Darmok's, sure. you know, the guy in the past. Like, but, I I mean it's it's what four yeah. letters different. That is so. true. That is true. It, it's not yeah. far off. Yeah. So uh but but it's played by Paul Win- Winfield. Now Paul Winfield okay. Matt is a prominent actor from our time. Sometimes we get these prominent actors that come in and we're like, yeah, they're kind of from before we were ever around, so we're not going to know who mm-hmm. they were and mm-hmm. we'll move on. I'll take a minute and geek out on Paul Winfield. Did you re- do you recognize Paul? Do you know the name? It it, it seems like I may have heard it before somewhere, mm-hmm. but I couldn't tell you who he is or what he looks yeah. like or the guy through the 90s had had roughly 125 film and television credits to his name including movies like the terminator cliffhanger the christopher lloyd masterpiece dennis the menace uh, he was on L.A. Law. He was in Batman, the animated series. He was in, in uh, The Simpsons, Touched by an Angel. Um, and okay. and yeah, de- definitely things I've seen then. Exactly. I mean, the, all through the 90s. This is the big, big 90s guy. And Matt, I will tell you, you've actually seen him before on Star Trek. Also in makeup? No, you oh. saw him. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. But before we get there, I'll give you one more place where I know him best from. That's right, Matt. His guest role on the hit animated series, Gargoyles. <laughs> should, should have seen that one coming. <laughs> but no, Matt, uh, we saw him before in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Okay. Paul Winfield played Captain Terrell, or Terrell. He was Chekhov's captain at the beginning of the film. Remember, Chekhov and, and his captain got stranded on SETI Alpha 6, or SETI Alpha 5. I can never remember which one it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, and he got I, the worm I, in the I'm ear. If I'm being honest, I barely remember, but right, yes. But he was one of the ones that got the worm in the ear, and, and you know, okay. kind of went a little crazy. But that was Paul Winfield then. This is Paul Winfield now. Paul Winfield, just just a, an incredible character actor. Um, and and sadly, we lost him in 2004 to a heart attack. He was only 64 years old, relatively young. Um, I, I'd been interested to see if if he would have continued to act where he would have been. But, uh, you know, sure. uh, that that's Paul Winfield. But connecting the two places we've seen. Now, one more I want to point out to you before we move on. Mm-hmm. And this one I, I consider more of a fun one. You might not have recognized her because she just sort of flashed through the screen. But we have a brand new incident in engineering. Yes. Did you happen to notice her? Did you happen to notice her name? I I I I did because mm-hmm. at first I thought she was just gonna be a background character, but right. then Jordy uh, mentioned her by name, yep. and she actually had a few lines. Yes. And I'm like, wow, did not expect that. Yes. Okay. Her name is. So, I, 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 I will say, as soon as she had a line, uh-huh. I'm like, I bet this is gonna be somebody now. <laughs> like, it, it's not just a random background character. It's like yeah. this person is on here for a reason. Oh, she is somebody. Her her character name is ensign robin leffler interesting interesting she'll actually she'll come back in one more appearance on star trek uh but she'll have a much bigger role in the next appearance and uh but but let me tell you who plays her first she is played by my fellow kentuckian ashley judd oh and this is in fact at least according to my research ashley judd's first 
on-screen credit as an actress. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, for those of you out there who might not be familiar with her, Ashley is the daughter and sister of Naomi and Winona Judd, who you know formed the country music duo the Judds. Uh, she's like the third Judd. Um, but she, I mean, again, she she's an actress who has been around for quite a while. She's been in a lot of things, a lot of genre stuff, mm-hmm. and she's most recently moved into activism and different things like that. Um, you know, but but certainly somebody who who is incredibly recognizable, uh, at least. I think to us. And um, like I said, Matt, she'll be back in, in one more role or, or she'll be back in one more time uh, for an episode called the game, which is coming up in, in a couple, a couple of things. And she's gonna have a lot more to do. It will most likely be an extra viewing episode for us. Okay. I really like that episode. I, I can t- right now I'm debating whether or not it's going to be a main run or an extra viewing. It'll be one of the two. I'm sure you're going to want to want to watch it anyway, because this particular uh, story involves, a short romance with a returning visitor to the enterprise one wesley crusher uh yeah we should probably watch that <laughs> so i thought i thought you might be interested in that but it's a uh it, it, it's a cool it, it's a cool story it's it's star trek's take on a on a don't do drugs message kind of a thing <laughs> okay um but anyway so so that is ensign rom left one little note about her that i will give you when they originally filmed this her character's name was Ensign Larson. Okay. She's later called the name switches to Ensign Leffler. And as, as much as I can understand the story of how it happened, basically when they went back and remastered the show and remastered everything, mm-hmm. they took a, a bit of Jordy saying Ensign Leffler from the other episode and just overdubbed it on this episode, like kind of fixing the name. Huh? Yeah. But originally it was Larson, not, yeah. not Leffler. And, and of course this was back when nobody knew who Ashley Judd was, right? Like this is, sure, this sure. is her very first thing before she gets going so yeah it didn't it didn't matter as much to that point right right and what this was not though matt this was not a she was a trekkie leveraging fame or family mm-hmm. connections or mm-hmm. anything to get on the show like she's trying to break into the business first job acting and happened to become a name we know exactly exactly so uh, i i can't wait to get to the episode the game so you can get a lot more robin leffler sure. and wesley crusher um it's actually one of the better wesley crusher episodes i it, <laughs> I just, I, uh, we'll, we'll get there. Anyway, that's not about this episode. This episode, Matt, is Darmok. And here we go. It's time to go through it. We're going to go scene by scene. You stop us. You tell us what stood out to you. What messages maybe did you pull out? Um, or maybe you just sit there and be quiet. And I'll just read it and we'll wrap this thing up pretty quick because you didn't have a whole lot of notes. It's true. We'll find out. <laughs> All right. Darmok prologue. The Enterprise is on the way to El Adil 4 to meet an enigmatic race, the children of Tama. Over the past hundred years, the Federation and the Tamarians have met several times which has always been without incident, but they could never seem to communicate with each other. Picard questions if they're truly incomprehensible or do they just have need to have some imagination and patience? Two things that Picard wants to believe that they have in abundance. Hmm, I'm sure that's not going to come back up. And oh, hey, Picard has a really cool new captain's jacket. Yes. <laughs> so, so is this the first time we see this jacket? Yes. Yes. This is the episode it's making its debut. So debut meaning it comes back. Yes. Yes. Although it will change because this time, like, you notice they had like the leather shoulder pads mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. it and everything when they bring it back it's not gonna have the leather anymore it's gonna be made pretty much out of the same material as the rest of the like the More color like scheme suede. will be the same but the material will be the same okay like throughout i, I yeah. like this jacket like it's a cool jacket, part, yeah. part of me said like you know if i ever start cosplaying star trek like this is the one I, 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 I think I could pull that off. There you go. I like it. I like it. Yeah. This is, this is uh, the very first time we've, they've pulled out the captain's j- 
jacket. I couldn't find anything from like, uh, hey, wardrobe went to them and wanted to do something or they wanted to change this. <laughs> they're, they're like, there's, it's just, here's the captain's jacket. <laughs> and, and it wasn't even like episode one of a new season. Well, it kind of is. It, yeah, like sort of, but not. Kind of, sort of, because yeah. he had part two. And right. yeah, you wouldn't want to like change his wardrobe for part two <laughs> uh-huh. right. of a, a thing. But I like, I get that. So mm-hmm. kind of, sort of, but at the same time, unless you do that at the beginning of every season where mm-hmm. where the first episode is actually continuation of the last, which actually it seems like they may have done a couple of those, but mm-hmm. I, I maybe save the wardrobe change for a later date, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But and I will tell you something that continually infuriates me, Matt, about mm-hmm. Star Trek. Whenever they come up with a wardrobe change, you know, they're they're going to change the style, they're going to change something. Mm-hmm. They never discuss it. It just is. Like there's never like a, well, "Hey, I like that new shirt on you," or "Hey, you got the new uniform. We didn't." Like well, it, they, they almost I, I, never if they discuss did that. that part. They'd be commenting on Troy's outfits every week. I, well, we'll we'll talk about that later, but not I mean, in this she episode. She has like but half we'll talk a dozen about, at least, but she, and, sure. and yes, they do repeat a little bit but she has way more than anybody else right but don't you think she's wearing more civilian clothes with just a with just the com badge as opposed to a uniform you know but i'm talking but but I'm, and even aside from that i'm talking about actual like starfleet issue uniform sure there's sure. there's no there's never a discussion and even like in I, next generation as they've changed it like three times now there's never been that discussion it's just here's the uniform like i, I in my mind i can almost see it like they're being a catalog right it's like okay. he, here are your uniform options uh-huh. and this year when it came came time to order your new uniforms you know uh, picard just decided yeah i want to try something different this year mm-hmm. and so yeah I, I, I like even if that was the case I, I guess i could see yeah why didn't they have you know Riker comment it's like eh, mm-hmm. trying something new I, but i mean honestly it's just uh it's i mean just one little line just to freaking acknowledge it you know like like well, hey nice I, jacket thanks i like it myself move on i have a feeling i i have a feeling that's intentional like we've talked about the the, okay. uh, the writers and you know how how strict they are about their scripts mm-hmm. and so i i would imagine if they wanted to acknowledge that they would have mm-hmm. but i think the point is that they don't want to acknowledge that it's just like this is part of life this know. is you know I styles know. change things change and it's just part of everyday life we're not going not going to comment on it so a part of star trek culture matt just and mm-hmm. this this is where i kind of want to lead into the, with this conversation part of star trek culture you might not be aware of is there is this tendency or this thing among star trek fans among like the extra source material like the novels or you know some technical manual where they go back to attempt to explain stuff like this mm-hmm. and like because they there there'll be another change that comes up here real soon when we start watching deep space nine where the the color scheme changes all the way around and they'll and like the explanation later is oh well this is the uniform they used for ships and here's the uniform they used for bases Mm. and then you know and and it's weird but that doesn't hold up because there's discrepancies with that in various places you know and then and just and just other 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 things are like hey when they change when they change a uniform they don't necessarily put it throughout like the entire fleet all at the same time it's like this ship changes and then but these others can still be in the back and that actually is canonized much later in star trek and and i don't know if we'll ever reach it on this podcast to be honest with you or not but um the, it, it's it's just fun it you know 
it's fans trying to to make sense out of some of the inconsistencies. And honestly, it's one of the more I find amusing conversations. <laughs> like it can, it can people can get serious about it. Like you need to you need to roll back off that a little bit. Like you know, but it, it I do find them some of the more more fun conversations, I guess, so to speak. Fair enough. All right. Well, back to this. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, you got something. Go. <laughs> that, 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 we all we talked about was the jacket, which that's w- all was we a need. Big, no, big point I wanted to make, but yeah. The the communication is a matter of patience uh-huh. and imagination. Right. Fantastic quote. Mm-hmm. I don't Agreed. think I ever would have thought about it like that, mm-hmm. but it's very, very true, I think. And when it comes down to, I, I mean, it, it's essentially the crux of this episode, mm-hmm. right? And Picard has to put his own patience and imagination to the test. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 interesting to see how how it all plays out. Mm-hmm. And well, we'll we'll just get into it because I like I like I said I I want to see kind of how your take on things too. Sure. Um, what one question I did have like they mm-hmm. they kind of explained that the, the ex- explained it away with you know their, their their tech speak, but um they were able to teleport Picard off of his ship. Yeah, and, and like they had one quick line in there like as it was happening it's like quick put up you know these shields or blockers or something so they can't do this thing Mm -hmm. but it was already too late like they already did it and i'm like why why wouldn't you have that up all the time that should never come down right like if you have that like obviously it's one of those things this episode wouldn't work if like fine but that 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 just was a weird twist to the technology as far as having the shields up and stuff well no be like being able to teleport him off right we've seen that before right other people have been able to teleport him off. i mean we saw that we saw that in the goran episode way back in the original series when they were able to steal captain picard and there have been happened yeah yeah they they grabbed the captain of the goran ship and they grabbed the captain of, of the enterprise and shot them both down um i'm i'm trying to think if this is the first time that we've seen somebody taken directly off the bridge that wasn't like Q. And I, I, I feel like we've seen this so far in Star Trek, the next generation once or twice. Okay. I don't know if you have watched one of those episodes yeah, and yeah. I, and I'm not thinking of which one it is off the top of my head right now, but it, it's not something that should happen very often. If you mm-hmm. can go into some, Oh, Oh, no, uh, the Borg, we've seen this with the Borg where the Borg just transport into their bridge, but that's Did they ever to, take to them. Me. Just take them off. Be, 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 uh, they kind of grabbed them and took them, I guess like yeah. like I, I i agree it's still kind of the same concept mm-hmm. but for it feels better to have the board just controlling themselves you know just right. teleporting themselves and not the quote-unquote enemy mm-hmm. or your opposition or however you want to look at them it, it's like as soon as you do that it's like that feels like that's how every battle should go it's like two ships meet oh first one to grab the other guy's captain <laughs> you win it's, it's like capture instead of capture the flag it's capture the captain right exactly like <laughs> I, I i i feel like a lot of battles would go a lot differently yeah. if this technology was used more often can you imagine that game like what if that's yeah. just that's just a game you get two ships that pull up next to each other yep the name of the game is capture the captain who are you hide? where are you hiding him and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. instead of like going over the line into their territory you got to beam over to their ship and try to get out with it before they see you or yeah you know because i guess you get that put is in their jail of- and somebody can come jailbreak you or whatever pa- part of their technology yet like y- uh-huh. you do need to know their location right in order to beam them wherever because mm-hmm. that's like always been t- their thing it's like well okay if i'm gonna beam you out you need 
need to get to this point so I can, you know, do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, so yeah, if, if the captain wasn't on the bridge, if they didn't have that visual on him, it may have been tougher or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will, I will say this just for, just, just for the record, since you're talking about this. So the, the rule with you, the rule with teleporting is you can't do that when your shields are up. Okay. Right. So it, in order to teleport, you have to drop your shields in order to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's a vulnerability. A lot of times of if we're in, we're in a battle situation, I can't just drop my shields to go teleport this guy out because that leaves them vulnerable to attack. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they don't fly around with their shields up all the time. And, yeah. and when you, and like, it's kind of, I guess, if you approach somebody with your shields up, that's a very defensive militaristic posture. Yeah. That people but, well, like I've, I've so noticed you don't want that to do conversation that many times that, that, that they have. And, and it's like, should we put our shields? Up? Not yet. Not yet. Right. Don't do it. Yeah. Cause that, that, that kind of signals to them. It's like, that we, we think something. you're the enemy. Yeah. So we're going to protect ourselves. Right. And this is very much supposed to not be that this is supposed to be yeah. a, a diplomatic deal. So, um, you know, but I will say this, and I think this is a good place to point out since you put it there. A lot of people talk about how the Temerians and the Federation are like equals as far as uh, technology goes. And yep. I don't think that's true at all. I think these Temerians have outpaced the Federation by a couple of steps. Like, I don't know that they're too far in front. Like, they're not like Borg far in front, uh-huh. but they are out in front because like I, they control the transporter. They mess up the ionosphere. They I when when th- push comes to shove, the Temerians kick butt and can kind of take a few punches without feeling it too much. Well, yeah, I mean, it shows at the end, too, when they do get into a little bit of a battle and the Enterprise is getting kicked. And it's like, I mean, you get the impression that if the Temerians wanted to, like, two more shots, Enterprise would be down. Yeah. Like, right. they, I mean, they, they disabled them in one shot. and. Uh-huh. And then, you know, their shields are failing and it's like, well, okay. And then they shoot at them and it's like, well, their shields are holding. So, and I don't want to get uh, too far into that because I want to talk about that <laughs> yeah, in regards yeah, yeah, to something yeah. else happening. So I don't want to, but you're, you're a hundred percent right. Uh, but can we, can we put a pin in that? Cause I want to come back to that when we get to that part of the episode. Absolutely. But, but yeah. I, I, I think it's safe to say that you are right. That the Temerians are ahead a bit. And I think it's in specific areas too. Maybe like they, they have a little more focus in, in some areas that, where where the federation may just be you know spread more evenly and so mm-hmm. they're behind in a few areas like where Jordy is trying to do his things like well i can you know hack my way into this situation mm-hmm. but right. I, I don't have a, a, a we don't have a, a built-in solution on board right right well let's get back to this we're still in the prologue it's time for their first meeting and sure enough while we can understand the words that are coming out of their mouths we have no idea what they're saying troy only senses good intentions but even she he can't, but even I can sense their frustration building up through the television. Both sides are clearly trying their best, but neither side is understanding each other. Finally, the Tamarian captain, whom for the rest of this show we'll call the Tam Cap, because <laughs> we don't know his name, uh, makes a decision that seemingly makes his first officer nervous. The captain pulls a knife from his vest and a matching knife from his first officer's vest, holds them both towards the view screen and says, Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. And both captains are simultaneously beamed away to the planet's surface, and the Temerians are blocking the Enterprise's transporters. Down on the planet, we see the two captains facing each other in what sort of looks like a redo of this Gorn episode. Yes and no. No? I Okay. <sighs> There's a little bit more green in this episode, I guess. Sure, sure. And they, 
we get into it a little bit more in the next scene too as picard reacts but they they really push hard into oh they want to fight Mm -hmm. and honestly i I was a little bit disappointed in picard on not picking up on the nuances Mm -hmm. because it like every time he he like insinuated you want to fight like the tamarian kind of rolls his eyes right i don't need language i understand body language (laughs) that's universal Right. That's fair. That's fair. Well, let's get into that and talk about that. Act mm-hmm. one. All right. Here's the situation. The captains went away on a week's vacation and they left the keys to the brand new starship. Would they mind? Mm, well, of course not. Okay, seriously, here's the deal. The Temerian ship is doing something that prevents the Enterprise from beaming Picard out or beaming anyone down and allowing a shuttle to make the, or even allowing a shuttle to make the trip. But they've left sensors open so that we can all see what's happening. Riker and the crew are just as unable to communicate with the other crew of the Temerian ship as they were before. But one thing is clear, the Temerians have no interest in fighting the Enterprise or making enemies with them, but they will let whatever is happening on the planet play out. Yep. Yeah. They, they, they start to make plans, but nothing seems to work. I will tell you something that surprises me. Yeah. When I started making notes for this episode, I'd never realized before how much time we actually spend in outer space on the starship. <laughs> like there's a lot of time. Like, there's a lot of stuff that happens up on the starship because obviously the core of the episode is what happens down on the planet. Um, it, it, it is, but yeah. I will say overall, I think I, I actually wonder if this is part of the reason that this episode seems to fly by a little bit is that we really only have two locations there we have the scene up on the starship and we have mm-hmm. the scene down on the planet right and and in either of those locations it's base well okay no on on the ship we do have the bridge and we have engineering right uh and then we have whatever data data's quarters okay, i think fine. we're in for a, um, a scene. so so there's a few spots on the ship but regardless it, it's just those two and mm-hmm. so they're and they they really spent extended periods of time on some of these locations mm-hmm. like the, 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 there's there's one coming up um when they're down on the planet that i really noticed like man we've been down here for like five minutes uninterrupted mm-hmm. and it's like that, that that doesn't feel normal usually it's like oh two minutes here oh jump to another scene two minutes here oh right. jump to another scene for a minute like i they're just all over the place usually and we have three or four different storylines going on that you know they all come together sure but it's that wasn't this episode this episode was very straightforward we have the guys up on the ship we have the guys down on the planet we're gonna figure this out there you go well down on the planet it's more darmok and jalad for the tamarian captain he tosses picard one of the knives he's brought picard tosses it back the tamarian captain is disappointed and walks away later that night tam cap as i'm gonna call him has a fire going and it's shaka when the walls fell and Kadir beneath Momata. Picard doesn't have a fire and is cold, and he's watching the Temerian captain settle in for the night, but he can't sleep, and hearing Picard pacing, he offers Picard a piece of his fire. Timba, his arms wide. Picard thinks that means something about giving or taking, and when he accepts the fire stick, the Tam Cap smiles. This is the second time I was sorely disappointed in Picard. Really? I've come, I, 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 I've come to, to get it. I, I, be, before that. Oh, okay. Because I, I feel as, as, as outdated a skill as it is mm-hmm. to have to be able to start a fire. Oh, <laughs> you're, I, you're disappointed in Captain Picard's Boy Scout skills. Is that yes. what I'm hearing here? Yes. Okay. <laughs> like first he can't pick up on the body language. Now right. he can't start a fire. I'm like, is this the same captain like i 
But Come on, Picard, what's wrong with you? Why can't wh- you do this? You grew again, up on a vineyard? <laughs> yes. You, you grew up without technology? Yeah. You should know how to do these things. But once again, as we quickly found out, it was entirely for story purposes. And so then I can't really be too mad with it. Sure. But yeah, it, it bothered me a little bit. And then it's like, fine. Okay, Picard's figuring things out. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the case. The key. Mm-hmm. Picard mm-hmm. is starting to figure this out and and bring bring this back all right anyway uh act two the enterprise is ramping up rescue efforts but Riker wants to be super cautious and not start an all-out war with these guys so it's Troy versus Worf and what to do next Riker says that they still don't know what the motivations here are and he wants Troy and Data to figure out a way to communicate with them they do some research and it isn't long before they realize that Darmok is a person Tanagra is a place and the two come up together in an ancient myth hey they're starting to make progress but they still don't know what anything means back down on the planet Picard is still refusing to fight the tam cap when he comes running trying to force the knife into picard's hand Temba, his arms wide darmok and jalad at tanagra roar roar hey there's a monster here they're not alone but well i so if this thing exists on this planet and this energy monster or may, whatever it is may, may, this this could actually play into your uh uh the temerians are one step ahead of the federation okay um because they introduced us to to this planet by saying it's uninhabited and maybe Fair. they meant uninhabited by people right by humans or whatever but i the the, the temerians definitely seem to know that this thing was there right right i you i mean you definitely get the idea and, and when you think back I, I think on the on the episode as a whole like if you fast forward to the end knowing how it ends and you're watching mm-hmm. it back through you're you're almost to the point of like where you say okay they've tried having these conversations before in the past you can almost imagine the Tamarians looking at each other going guys what are we going to do well, let's have them meet us at this planet over here and we'll Darmok and Jalad this thing if we have to but we're <laughs> going to talk to these guys like that's their conversation we have yep. no idea the Federation has no idea that that's what's going on but yep. they know and you know he well, He's well, certainly that, aware that there's something down there on that on that planet. When that's the whole conversation that that Dathan had has with his uh you know with his number one on the ship right mm-hmm. before they teleport down there like that right. that's that is the conversation i'm i'm convinced they're having mm-hmm. he's saying you know the captain's saying we need to go dharma congelate this and right. his first mate say, saying you know they still don't understand us we need to get out of here right like like i'm I, i'm pretty sure that's the conversation right right well i mean and he also knows what happened to he knows the danger that this presents because it's yeah. either you guys are gonna are gonna come through this or you're going to die and that starts a war this was very he very much put on his his, his Riker. oh sure right yeah yeah exactly. and said, good hey, call, no Brad, captain Matt, we, we can't put you in that position yeah yeah i will say this i i i very much enjoyed watching the two Tamarians go back and forth because it's all this you know timbo with his arms wide and and uh you know kindir at momateth and this and this and they stop doing like the the place or the action and they just start saying the name of the person uh-huh. darmok timbo shaka <laughs> like they, they start going back and forth like that like i don't have to finish it you know what i'm getting ready to say and well, it yeah, just yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I mean th- w- w- we have that too right sure you know it it, it 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 can be as simple as a cartoons right mm-hmm. duck season rabbit season duck season rabbit season duck rabbit duck rabbit rabbit duck yeah you, you, it keeps getting shorter and shorter and you just you know what's going on but and I, I feel like I want to bring this up here because, well, I mean, eh, no, I want to say I want to say this for just a minute because I, I want to talk about the 
incredible master acting class that we have happening between Picard and uh, Dathan, or more specifically between Patrick Stewart and Paul Winfield okay. uh, with what these two guys are able to pull off on screen. And, and Matt, I told you a couple weeks ago that when Star Trek is at its best, in my opinion, it's when you have two people in a room or in this case on a planet alone, figuring it out. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, and, and, and so I want to get there in just a minute, but that's, I don't think that's where our story is right now. So, so, I'll, um, but yeah, act three. Wow. We're moving through the, look, we're look how fast we're moving through this episode. Act three, <laughs> the monster approaches, but he seems invisible. Picard finally accepts the knife from the Temerian captain. The enterprise is picking up on this disturbance down on the planet. LaForge and his new assistant Leffler have an idea about how to be able to cut through the interference. So while they try to dial it in, the monster is getting closer, closer to the captains. The captains are clearly starting to communicate better with each other, and Picard figures that they are communicating by citing examples and metaphors. They need to work together in order to defeat this monster. The monster gets a few good licks on both in on both Tamcap and on Picard with a nice little slash through his shirt, but he zeroes in on the Temerian captain, and suddenly that's when Picard is starting to be beamed away. He's no help to his new friend because he's frozen in the beam, and he can't even tell the enterprise to stop it the enterprise is holding him there for a long while right mm -hmm. a very long while while the monster beats the ever-loving crap out of the temerian captain they eventually have to release picard from the transporter beam but it's too late the temerian captain is fatally injured shaka when the walls fell saw this one coming from a mile away did you oh yeah okay oh yeah like i mean as soon as they're like yeah we have this solution but it might not work and then they show us a fight down on the planet i'm like it's gonna work mm -hmm. but it's gonna work at the wrong time <laughs> like, but then it didn't <laughs> yeah yeah it didn't but it worked just enough uh -huh. to to turn the tide of what was going down on the planet sure yeah so it, like they, they activated it at, at the most inopportune moment mm -hmm. they obviously the folks on the enterprise thought they were doing what was best for their people mm -hmm. but they didn't really know what was going on and i that that was kind of the downfall right right of uh, of the the temerian's plan mm -hmm. is that okay you prevented the teleportation but you also cut off the communication mm -hmm. and if they could have at least had the communication you know picard could have said hey i'm making some progress just hold on a minute mm -hmm. i'm fine hold on but yeah so i want to pick up one little production thing here mm -hmm. and matt i cannot swear to you that this is the first instance that we've seen this in next generation i can't say that this is the first time that that even you have seen this in next generation but it's the first time where it has been i think noticeable like extremely noticeable at least mm -hmm. to me but we have a change in the transporter effect to where now the the actor can actually move and breathe and talk like they don't have to just stand still and be frozen in time sure like because we because we see the transporter effect start and, and picard like looks up and goes no not yet or, or like he's it, he's it was just no 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 yeah but he's doing that while the transporter effect is 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 happening right yeah. um and and we start to see that and in i i'm so glad that they figured out the technology in 1991 maybe 1992 <laughs> at this yeah, point this has got to be like 92 or maybe yeah. even 93 i don't know uh, no not what? quite 93 that's that's way too late uh this was 91 this was this episode aired in september of 91 so it, you know it, it it not not bad guys not bad <laughs> you know you're yeah. especially for well, television well, especially I, for television I, I, 
I kind of think that I wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me at all if this was the first episode that, it, that we see it in. Mm-hmm. Not only once again is the new season thing going on, but I, I, I think it, it actually is very similar to the technology that they're using for this, this monster, right? Fair. That, that is kind of phasing in and out of existence. Uh-huh. Well, they say he's an electromagnetic disturbance. I, well, like, yeah, I, I understand yeah. how they explain it, uh-huh. but as far as their, their computer graphics and, and stuff, Mm-hmm. like just from a production side right it's essentially the same thing it's like we're, we're making things appear and disappear where you can but you can still kind of see them so mm-hmm. they can you know move and stuff it, it, it's it's essentially the same same technology right they're not having to do the okay stand still all mm-hmm. right everybody freeze all right get out get out get out and unfreeze <laughs> like they're not having to do that anymore right? yeah and now on the, this other set take the exact same position right right now I, one more thing about the monster here Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't going to mean much to you, but knowing what I know going forward, this monster as a life form, I think is clearly a, an early example Trekkies out there of a photonic life form. Sure. Now that will come into play for you much later, Matt. Okay. <laughs> but I do think that this is an extremely early example because they, t- I don't think that this is a beast who you mentioned phasing in and out. And I don't think that's what's going on. I think he's what, what they will eventually refer to as a photonic life form. And that's what, because they talk about the electromagnetic, magnetic, dis- electromagnetic disturbance. Act like yep. I've never said that word before. Um, and, and, and just watching how he interacts. Uh, I, that's what it seems like to me. So, uh, I, I just put that out there for, for people listening, uh, yeah, just to put yeah. a bug in your ear when we get back to that spot. Hey, why don't we continue with the story, Matt? I, I, I will say I oh, w- was just a little bit disappointed that oh. we didn't get to see like his full form more. Like there okay. were a couple of shots where they, they all, we almost had a full outline uh-huh. and some coloring or, you know, but like, I, I actually wanted to see this thing. And right. I, I was, I was kind of hoping like maybe like they would kill it and then, it would be not invisible anymore and we could see it. I'm kind of glad that we didn't though, because I, I don't want the focus of this episode at all to be on that monster. Like I need that monster to appear, do what he does and then go away. And we never really think about him again. Like he doesn't need to be a thing that we're spending time on as much as we're spending time on really what's about to happen in this next scene. Tanagra. There you go. Act four. It's a conference on the enterprise. Riker wants a peaceful solution yet again, but he has Jordy and Worf working on a way to fire uh, to fire their way out of this if they have to. Meanwhile, Data and Troy explain to us what we think Picard has already discovered on his own. They communicate by referencing people and places in their cultural mythos. The only problem is if you don't know the story, you have no idea what they're talking about. So you have to learn the narratives to understand what they're saying. Cube Captain Picard learning the narrative. (laughs) Using his imagination and impatience to figure out how to learn about this. Yes. Uh, And we receive an um, uh, just what I called earlier, a masterclass in acting between these two phenomenal actors uh, of Paul Winfield and Patrick Stewart. Down on the planet, it's night number two, and the Tam Cap is still reeling from his injuries, but he has just enough strength to talk. Picard asks him to Timba with his arms wide about Darmok. Uh, that means give me more information about Darmok. It still seems to work when the Tam Cap explains that they're reliving the story of Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. 
Two strangers who meet on an island and have to fight a mutual enemy to survive and wind up leaving as friends. After all, a danger shared might sometimes bring two people together, Picard puts together. Tamcap asks Picard for a story. Picard refuses at first, but eventually he obliges. He tries to explain the story of Gilgamesh, a story that also serves as the pretty much the exact same metaphor for this situation. Uh-huh. The Tamarian captain certainly really doesn't understand, but he's still incredibly happy to hear it. And with that, Picard mourns the loss of his brand new friend at the moment he dies. Yeah. And I thought that was an interesting moment there that, you know, well, obviously Picard magically picked up on that. Oh, you just want to hear my story, even if you don't fully understand what the words I'm saying, Mm -hmm. like I, I, which I question a little bit, actually, like, I I think he might, I I think he can understand the the words and concepts that he's saying, because Mm -hmm. it's just, as I think like Troy was trying to explain, they, they understand, just understand the bigger picture, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's the concept that sticks with them. It's it's something that I mean they wouldn't be able to full like the, the stories that they are pulling from mm-hmm. that they are using as reference points. They had to learn them or hear about them or read about them from some other source to understand their meaning in the first place. I think because mm-hmm. they 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 didn't just grow up. So, I, I, well, it's 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 tough. It's tough. <laughs> You're uh, getting to that spot where I'm like, I don't care. I, yeah, I know what you're I, doing. I, I, I get it. I, I, and like, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to talk myself into a point that I wasn't ever trying to make. Uh-huh. So I like, I'm not going to go too far with this. Um, Cause yeah, the more I think about it, the, the, the more holes there may be, but oh, yeah, don't, don't, that's not the point of this episode. Don't no, go there no, it. it's not. Yeah. And, and I like the point of this episode. Yeah. So um, I, I, I guess since we're, we're almost at the end here, I, I, I will say mm-hmm. this is not how I thought it, it, it was going to go in the beginning. In the beginning, when we first got the speech from these Tamarians, my first thought was, this is what happens. I, I, I've always, like, there's no practical way of actually doing this. But I've always thought, like, what if some parents took it upon themselves to really just mess with their kids? And, yeah. like, it could be the simplest things, like colors. Uh-huh. The color that we all know is red. Right. If they if they taught their kids from from you know day day one throughout their entire childhood mm-hmm. that the color we call red is blue and the color that we call orange is green. Right. Right. And and if that if that's how you're taught the entire time and no one like stops to correct you or you, you for whatever reason take your parents' word over everybody else's. Right. Like you, you're gonna. I mean, maybe it's, you know, and that that's where I thought maybe this was going at the beginning. It's like, it just went in a whole nother direction. So like they, when they're saying like, um, in winter, it's, it's like, well, maybe to them winter is what we not just mean like spring, not even something related, but maybe winter means red. And, and so like, yeah. they're, well, okay. Okay. It, I mean, like I, I think, I, I think I kind of get what you're saying here, Matt, and, and mm-hmm. let's bring it back into like real world example. I think of Egyptian hieroglyphs. 
Okay. So like when you look at Egyptian hieroglyphs, like it, they're, they're actually pictures, right? Like sure. here's a feather, here's a bird, here's a sunset, here's a water. But apparently at some point, those pictures got boiled down to actually mean a letter. They don't mean the picture. They mean they, they represent a letter. Sure. Right. And, and I think that's, that's a little bit of like, Hey, here's this thing, but we're going to say that it means this other thing. Yeah. Right. Does that make sense? And I mean, and somewhere in the Egyptian mind, those two are connected to where it probably makes a whole lot of sense. We just have to go, that means this. And that's what we're living. Mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I, I think that's true. I, I guess this is probably a good place to have this conversation. I, I love the message of this particular scene, but, but mostly overall this, this whole deal where we're watching two captains learn how to communicate with each other through language, through a barrier in language of where they just don't understand each other. Okay. Yeah. We need to take this and apply the metaphor because this, this is an allegorical story, which is why I say like, you can't get too nitpicky with any allegorical story because sure. it'll fall apart. That's not what it's meant to do. And the allegorical story is, I think this talks about people here on earth today and how we communicate with people from other cultures Yep. Um, or even people within our own culture, like we could actually understand the words that are coming out of each other's mouths, mm -hmm. but the, it takes the imagination and the patience to understand each other and where each other is coming from on a cultural level. Well, sure. I mean, it, right? even just, just within the English language though, but like, sure. And it, it, it's just to a lesser degree, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you live in the South, you've lived in the South your entire life. For the most part, yeah. Th there are phrases you guys use down there mm -hmm. that I have never heard. That maybe within context, I could figure out what you mean or what you're saying. But the the string of words that you put together, I understand each word individually. But that that phrase makes zero sense to me mm -hmm. because I've never used that phrase in my life. But it's something that you grew up with, and so well, like you're saying, I can understand all of the words that you are saying. Mm -hmm. I don't really understand what you're saying. Right. So I, I want to talk for a moment again to kind of go back to what I've sort of, I guess, been circling before we move on here is I, I, I really want to commend Paul Winfield on his performance here as Dathan. Sure. Because he has a way and we saw it all the way back when he was still on a ship talking to his, his Riker, his first in command. Right. Yeah. But we see it, especially here and especially throughout this time where he is taking these nonsensical sayings as an actor. Mm hmm. And he is putting real life emotion and meaning behind these things that really don't mean a whole lot. You know, and he can even, and he even does it where he'll say the same phrase in a couple different ways and make it mean that, yeah. something different or, or at least maybe have a different connotation to it. And it's, it's phenomenal because actors have a hard enough time, Matt. I don't know how much acting you've ever done. It's hard uh, enough to take zero. It's hard enough to take words on a page and, and actually breathe life into them and try to bring them to life mm -hmm. to try to take these words on a page and try to breathe so, life so, into them. And th this is, this is where I, I would love to see like I, 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 would, I would love a bit behind the scenes on this episode okay. because I'm curious as to how you direct this episode. Do you say, here's the script, mm -hmm. figure out what we mean? Do you say, here's the script, here's this nonsensical portion. This is what the, the, the character is trying to say if we put it in English. So say these words, but me with this meaning, or do they just kind of give them notes along the way? It's like, you know, just here's the words. We're not going to give you an exact meaning, but 
this is how I want you to portray it mm-hmm. because there had to, to, to get that level of emotion into that acting. He had to know what he was trying to convey. Right. So it, like, I, 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 I'm, I'm curious to know how the directors went about getting the actors that information and well, but, but think how, about how, how, how long did it take him to get a good take? Right. But think about that though, Matt. I mean, by the end of the episode, we kind of understand a couple of, of those phrases ourselves right yeah right okay i mean let's let's play a game you ready mm-hmm. okay um if i say the phrase dharma and gelada it's nagra what does that mean i had to think about this for for our intro <laughs> like i i thought long and hard about this um, so Darak and Jalad at Tanagra mm-hmm. is, and, and, and th- 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 this is, this is my question. That's why I want to know how they did it because I have a hard time putting it into exact words. I mean, at, at least at one point I want it to mean like, this is where we became friends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and or, you can add it, to that by fighting a common enemy. Uh, sure. Becoming sure. friends while, while fighting common enemy. Okay. So that's great. Uh, what if we say, um, uh, Shaka when the walls fell, uh, Picard kind of laid that one out for us. I think uh-huh. it's like, this was a failure. Okay. Timba, his arms wide. That was the, the, to give, mm-hmm. um, uh, so Kath, his eyes uncovered. He finally gets it. There you go. Um, or, or, uh, the river Tarmok in winter. That one, I, I, I don't know if I ever quite got, cause when Picard came back with that one uh-huh. in the final scene that we haven't actually gotten to yet, like th- that one still kind of, it's like, it, it was just like, Hey, okay. He's speaking our language now, but I didn't quite understand that one yet. I don't think, mm-hmm. I think, I think that one basically means, I think it can mean a couple things. I think it can mean be quiet, be still, stop talking. Um, okay. I, I actually, I think that's, that's a lot of what it really means is, <laughs> is like whatever you're doing stop yeah like Peaceful river. The, ri- yep. the river freezes over right um and, and then oh, okay yeah. In winter the, okay right okay. That, that that makes even more sense now yep right and then and then i guess the last one uh uzani his army and let um, me let me give you the con the context as they're going I, I back say, and i'm forth, trying right? to remember where that one is used right he goes darmok and jalad at tanagra darmok and jalad on the ocean Solgath, his eyes open the beast at tanagra uzani his army shock balls fell that's that's captain picard in the first officer communicating to each other at the end right sure um but i I mean i think uzani his army the implication that we can pull out at least that i pull out i don't know if anybody else pulls out what i understand is the the metaphor behind uzani is is they lost whatever their deal is they lost and they all died yeah when that happened and it was a failure right but Mm -hmm. anyway my my whole point in this was one actually i kind of wanted to just kind of quiz you and see if you picked up some of these (laughs) phrases but the other side of that of just being we picked up we picked up on it through this if this is their culture like they can that's kind of what i was saying like my my first option that i laid out for you it's like here's the script you know make sure you read the whole thing through before we we go in and act this out right you almost can like see like on their script the actors are saying this is what i mean here like Mm -hmm. shut up tomahawk (laughs) you know like it's it's that's it's honestly probably what i would have to do Mm -hmm. um but it just i mean it's just amazing now you asked about the director i want to give you a quote from the director about this particular episode okay i was wondering if you had anything yeah and and what he said it was like directing this he said can you imagine not speaking russian 
and having to write an article in Russian, it makes it kind of difficult. Even though I had a translation of the dialogue, it wasn't quite there for me, and it was like mm -hmm. directing a Russian movie without speaking the language. But you work your way through it, so that was an added challenge. And the episode still seems to have struck a chord. It's a show we can all be proud of. So, you know, yeah, the, the director certainly had his own issues directing it, yeah, so, so even so though he had go. the translation. Like, like, uh, well, and that makes me wonder, too, like, mm -hmm. the director, since he he's not the writer, Mm -hmm. he's just director they, they gave him the script and said hey you're directing uh He'll make this a reality so yeah like he, he can read into it how he wants but you wonder how often did he go back to the writers and say hey is this what you meant mm -hmm. yeah it'd be uh, it, it, this would be one and i'll be honest i didn't watch this one on the blu-ray usually i watch the blu-ray because i try to catch all the special uh -huh. features and stuff this wasn't one i i had the opportunity to do so now i want to go back and watch that and i kind of i kind of wish that i i had made that happen before i came here tonight but anyway well let's move on to, to act five time for the enterprise to get picard back they're gonna go pew 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 they can tell that the temerian captain is dead and that the monster is approaching picard it's now or never and at just the last moment they shoot the temerian ship and beam picard out time out matt before yep. you say anything in the original cut of this episode yeah that phaser shot came out of the photon torpedo bank okay okay it was a mistake and the production got hundred brick berman says they got hundreds of letters from oh. fans pointing this out they fixed this in the blu-ray and and when okay. they did the upgrade to hd which is you know what's playing out on the streaming services and stuff now mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. they actually went back and insert they actually took a shot i think like from another episode and cut it in um where they show it actually coming out of the phaser bank in the right spot but originally it was coming out of the photon torpedo bank and you can still see that original cut on the blu-ray which i can <laughs> confirm in the special features where they show the trailer for the episode which they never sure. went back and updated those so that shot is still there where it's coming out of the, fo the photon torpedo bank as opposed to sorry i just wanted to let you know that because i find it hilarious yep that i like i even before the internet, man. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that that that, that that's not something that I'm gonna pick up on yet. Uh -huh. Maybe someday, but mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, let's continue on. Oh, wait, did you have anything you want to say about this this opening sequence? Because this is all this is act this is action act, right? Yeah. I, I, so my big thing with this was what well, they just wanted an action sequence. You think so? Absolutely. I mean, okay. It's been yeah. it's been two guys on a planet talking you gotta you gotta put some fun into it right yes i understand but like you said that wasn't really the point of this like the, right. we kind of had our action sequence down on the planet too with sure. with the monster right sure. yeah they, they could have hammed that up a little bit more if they wanted to but th this this scene w with the, the firing back and forth mm -hmm. in my opinion never should have happened because they just beamed picard back on board uh -huh. what's the first thing he did he slowly sauntered to the bridge I, I I would say he he maybe even started running. So I, I like I will give him that. Which, but no, regardless, that's not my point. What technology do they have to communicate now that we're back on the ship? Hey, Picard to bridge. Stop firing. Yeah. Don't okay. Fire. Okay. For as much as all the other stuff said, I don't care. This is one I care about because it bugs me. Yes. It bugs me. No, here's the other thing that this also gets me is all Picard had to do was look at it. Chief O'Brien and say, beam me to the bridge. 
Sure. And he would have been there like that. That's well, all they like had that, to do. That, that that didn't even bother me that they, they didn't, you know, either beam him directly to the bridge in the first place. Or just because they're yeah, in yeah. the middle of a war. But yeah, just hit the communicator and say, hey, I'm back. I'm okay. Other guy's dead. It, You know, this is not a war. We do not need to start anything. This was a friendly altercation. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I th- stop. Right. Don't do anything. Right. And, and so, yeah, it all worked out in the end, but that's why I'm saying I, they just, I agree. I, I, I think they just wanted another action se- in, in space action sequence. Well, they need it. I mean, and, and this is where you go for dramatic effect as well. Like you need Picard walking onto the bridge, putting a stop to it and, and intervening and stopping the fight even after it's already erupted. Like, I, I think, I think that you're right. This was more for dramatic I, I, I effect. And, you I, know, like I, I could see like, uh, like Picard being teleported back, mm-hmm. Riker giving the order to fire. And for whatever reason, like, you know, this probably shouldn't be, but for, for whatever reason, Picard hears the fire order mm-hmm. and then says, you know, halt that order. Yeah. Right. Right. And stops it right there. Mm-hmm. There's, something like that like yeah you can get to the point or like because because my biggest thing is basically the order of events mm-hmm. picard's back on board they should never fire if if they're having trouble getting picard back on board yet they need to buy a little more time mm-hmm. okay we're gonna keep firing on the ship so they don't put that 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 shield back up on the mm-hmm. planet and so so maybe it's something with engineering we're having a problem we're having some difficulty we made we made some adjustments to, to our equipment before and so now we have to readjust things hold on just a minute and and so that's when your battle happens maybe and the captain's not back on the ship yet but as soon as the captain came back on the ship i'm like no there, there should be zero reason that you're attacking them. yeah the the fact that he takes and, and i'll read it here it says yeah they got picard who takes off at a full run while the tamarian ship starts firing back disabling the enterprise engines good for them by the way by targeting their firing at the enterprise and not just trying to destroy the enterprise mm-hmm. there uh, um there is an exchange of fire and the tamarian ship is clearly superior but just before things get out of hand Picard finally reaches the bridge and I'm I'm this is the part of the episode if I have a a, a knit to pick this is the one like he shouldn't have ran and you're right he needed to call them or he just needed to be beamed over to the bridge whatever mm-hmm. there is zero reason why this should have taken I mean he's sitting there like in in the turbo lift just you know listening to the elevator music <laughs> while it gets up there you can't you don't have time to do that pal like that should not have happened again it's for dramatic effect I yep. get it I love love this episode and this doesn't change that for me but it is the one part that i always just kind of go you know however do you have anything else you want to talk about that or or or? okay uh let's get back to this picard reaches the bridge and he is able to communicate with the temerians if i understand everything right he first tells the temerians to be quiet and stand still the two have become friends and they can leave as friends so kath his eyes open which we take to mean hey look he understands Picard is also able to communicate that the beast has mortally injured their captain and he was unable to save him. Picard offers them Tam Cap's notebook, which they have a precision transport over and read it. 
Picard and Dathan at Eladrill. They have a new story, and so it's time to marab with sails unfurled out of here. Picard offers the dagger back. Timba, his arms open, but they refuse. Timba at rest. To close out the show, Picard reflects on his experience. The opening lines of communication meant more to opening the lines of communication meant more to Dathan than his own life. He was willing to risk everyone just for the hope of building a new friendship. And as the show ends, Picard is looking contemplatively out of the window. So yeah, two things. One, uh, to add another point to to the Temerians for technology, uh-huh. like like you pointed out, the ability to transport a tiny little that captain's log yeah. from one hand to another hand, yeah. like not just onto their ship or onto a desk or something. It's like into the well now new captain's hand, uh-huh. and it's like oh okay, that's different. I mean, like as far as sci-fi goes, mm-hmm. it didn't surprise me as far as i've seen in star trek though that's new they're just, they're they're that let's them they're not so far superiorly advanced but it mm-hmm. it, it is it is a couple of steps ahead of where we, meaning the Federation, yep. are. I, I, I think I think that's a solid argument. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Then to finish us off, I I, I like uh, when when Riker asks him, it's like, so do we have some new friends? It's like I can't say, but at least they're not new enemies. I always had taken an issue with that. Really? Because that's where I sit back and I go, no, you're friends. Like, <laughs> no, you're actually friends. You got this. You figured it out. At least you and Dathan were friends. It, do something here. Exactly. Exactly. He became friends with Dathan, right. who is no longer there. Right, but he Darmocked and Jalad it to Nagrid this thing, and now they're Darmok and Jalad on the ocean. They're friends. That's the point of the Darmok and Jalad story. D- Darmok and Jalad is Picard and Dathan. Picard and Dathan at Eladrell. Right. So, so, so yes, they were friends, mm-hmm. and, and, and like I, I think, like we saw, you know, the first officer, which I, we never got his name, right? No. Yeah. So he he was always kind of hesitant in the first place right Mm -hmm. and so it's like okay well we lost our captain sad day but yes i will accept that we've made progress Mm -hmm. and so i like i see this as a win for the overall communication yes that they made progress that i i think this first officer has seen enough that he will he he won't give up on this project right but i i wouldn't necessarily say he's my friend now or our civilizations are a-okay i think i think that might be the difference of you as a yankee and me as a southerner (laughs) but 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 (laughs) i i I think this is this kind of felt like this was because they said they've met like seven times before right you know the the well the federation as a whole has met with this civilization as a whole uh-huh. seven times before and so this kind of feels like last ditch effort right yeah it's like we're gonna darmok and jalad this thing and if that doesn't work uh, you know we don't have anything else left and mm-hmm. so i i feel that dathan was a lot more gung-ho than his first officer yeah it's certainly and you know he i think that that also points out the difference in the duties of a captain versus the duties of a first officer sure the captain is concerned about the mission and make the mission mm-hmm. happen whereas your first officer is concerned about the ship and the personnel on the ship that's not to say the captain isn't but the priorities of that and and the captain's like no we're going to risk this because it matters and because this is what we're doing and you know and i i think it requires the captain to be that bought in and that invested in whatever their mission is and i mm-hmm. think we can apply that to pretty much any not just star trek but i think life and i think in in 
other sci-fi. Like your captain has to be that bought in or it's just not going to work. Yeah. Or he's not going to be the captain anymore. <laughs> One, <you know? laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. That's Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. We got it. Timba at rest. Oh, Matt, would you believe that this story took nearly two years to go from concept to the screen? Well, that seems like a long time. I, uh, I think overall it probably doesn't surprise me because you have to get that just right. Yeah. I mean, from yeah. the language you're this using for to a the, long time. The, yeah. the, 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 the meaning behind the stories, the, the, the metaphors that they're using mm-hmm. to getting people to, uh, you know, finding the right people to act it, to, to finding the exact story you want, you're trying to tell. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, it's not normal. Right. This was, would, you, would it surprise you to know that uh, this was an episode that Rick Berman really didn't like? He hated the idea of it. But I the person who kept pushing this around was Michael Pillar, the great late Michael Pillar. I like you know, it. and eventually he hands that off to a guy named Joe Minoski, who I don't know if we're ever going to spotlight him, but I'll just, I'll mention him here. He's one of the writers. He'll be in the writer's room. He does a lot and he'll eventually do some other stuff. But, um, you know, Joe Minoski and, uh, he was the one who eventually cracked it and wrote the teleplay Minoski was, but that's, you know, Pillar was the one who kept it, kept it around. Now, despite his initial resistance to the show, Berman later names this as one of his all-time favorite episodes and cat and, oh, yeah. and not Captain Picard, Patrick Stewart <laughs> talks about this is an episode that should have won awards award after award after award i i and i think from my understanding of uh, of the people we've talked about Mm -hmm. like this is why michael pillar is around so long he has he has an eye for these things he can see how the big picture how they're going to play out Mm -hmm. and i can understand you know why rick berman or anybody else might not have been on board initially Mm -hmm. until you actually see the episode as a whole see it played out see it you know come to life and and actually get what's going on here because I, th- th- that's that's another thing like like i was saying like I, how much of this do you a- actually grasp just from reading the script right like we get it because it was acted very well too that that's a big part of it but when, when you're because uh, like like you said by, by the end we understood it but how much did we understand if we were just reading these words on the page mm-hmm. right there's no intonation there's no inflection there's n- none of that acting stuff that that really brings the script to life to help us with the context to figure out what was, what was going on right so so we get the benefit of the final product just sitting there reading these words on the paper and saying hey yeah this will work sure mm-hmm. you, you've printed this phrase you know two dozen times and it, it's just a bunch of gibberish it's like well yeah that's the point right, right. well <laughs> man so, what oh i'm sorry go ahead no 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 that that, that that all i'm saying is yeah thank goodness star trek had people like michael pillar to keep pushing for this type of stuff absolutely absolutely because this in my opinion i mean this this is an episode where it's just star trek at its best this is an episode matt and i heard other people say it and i've i've thought it for years myself this is an episode that could have fit in tos you don't know this yet this is an episode that could be in ds9 or voyager or enterprise or picard or discovery like this this episode could fit in any of them because this is so quintessential what star trek is when we talk about the mission of this podcast of of showing you these episodes that are our core 
to the messages and the heart of what Star Trek is really all about. Darmok has to, if Darmok's not on, on the list, it almost invalidates the list. I probably wouldn't go really that far to say that, but I mean, it's, it's dang close to that. Like that's sure. how the, it, it, this is, this is perfect storytelling. Uh, even, even with a couple of little holes here and there, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a perfect episode and I'm sad to see this one go. And for us to, to kind of put this into the book as we move forward, um, would it surprise you to know that this episode is often used by linguistics professors about talking about how languages evolve? That's a fantastic idea. Yeah. So um, just talking about how, you know, Star Trek continues to, you know, impact our culture. So, all right, Matt, I'll, I don't know if I've actually asked you this for a long time, and I'm sure the answer is yes, but do you like this episode? Would you watch it again? You understand why it's part of our run here and beat me up. Yes, yes, yes. Fantastic. All right. Would you like to know our next episode? That would be useful. We are going to the very next episode called Ensign Row. And I will <laughs> tell you, this is an episode that I fought for a long time as to whether or not we would do this, but there's a character here that I, it would be a disservice to you to not introduce you to the this character and to not introduce you to open up the storyline. So we're going to okay. go ahead and watch it. Uh, it's instant row. This may add an episode or two to our total run, but it's worth it. Trust me. I think it's going to be worth it. Okay. Um, now, as far as extra viewings, I wouldn't typically have any extra viewings for you because this is the next, episode. the next episode, but I'm going to break a rule here, Matt. Okay. And this is going to be super. If you wanna, I'm going to send you to an entirely different show. That's <laughs> not even star Trek. Okay. Okay. You're looking at me like what the heck are you doing i'm gonna send you to an to an, a show called stargate sg1 which i often joke about that's the next podcast we're gonna do ha 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 yeah yep. but you know how i talk about like there are those episodes that other uh uh science fiction shows do like they just put their spin on it yeah stargate has something very very similar to this and it is it is it's, there's a three episode arc uh the the episode is called the first ones and i'm just going to give this to you as pure extra viewing you don't have to you don't have to watch everything else with stargate first like you can drop into this episode get what's going on and watch it but it, it's an episode called the first ones okay it's very very similar to this in fact the main alien character's name is shaka <laughs> that's how closely related this is okay and joe Minoski goes on to work a lot on stargate um so I, I'll put that to you. And then also there's there's uh, the the final of the three episodes called Enemy Mine, which is in a couple seasons later. It, it's so fantastic to watch this same sort of thing happen. So I'll give that to you just as a, hey, aside, but it, it's nothing to do with Star Trek at that point. Yep. So, yep. Um, you know, you're looking at me like, I'm not sure. No, anyway. <laughs> um, but Matt, I, I think that's going to do it for us for this week on Beam Me Up. Uh, so, hey. What did you guys out there think about Darmok? It's Darmok. It's that episode. Um, well, guys, write in. Let us know. Beamyuppod at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you guys. Head over to Pod as Matt told us earlier, through those funny words, for more ways to contact us. Matt, where can the folks find you out there on the internet? Uh, best place is over on Twitter at as a matter of Matt. And if you guys want to get in touch with me, you can find me at Brent Allen live across all the social medias. I would love to connect with you guys there as well too. Until next time, folks live long and prosper. Yeah.